From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike. This is Mike Davidson Lives. Thanks for joining me on the latest podcast. Glad you're hanging out for about a half hour. Hope you're hanging out for half an hour. As uh, you kind of got a lot to talk about, a little bit. Um, proud of myself this weekend because I'm not typically a handy guy. Um, but uh, my wife ordered bunk beds for the girls. And uh, all the materials came. Uh, this was Friday night. And so Saturday I spent all my time up in the room putting this thing together wasn't short any screws or didn't have anything extra aside from the extra bag they provided uh, didn't have to tear down and rebuild anything on this uh, that wasn't the case with uh, a coffee cabinet my wife had me put together a few weeks ago I, that took forever uh, but the instructions were easy to follow took my time with this thing and it turned out a-okay so uh, I try to get them to pose for pictures on this damn thing, right? You know, Lana on the top bunk, Hazel on the bottom bunk. Hazel's still uh, a toddler, kind of a toddler. She's four. She likes to run around the house with, uh, you know, very little on, just, you know, in her underwear because, you know, she's a kid. And I tell her, hey, get dressed. I want, I want you to take a picture with you on the bed. No. What? No. I need a pillow. So I get her a pillow. No, I need a bigger pillow. And then Lana's like, yeah, Dad, I need a pillow too. And then it's just like, they were, it's basically becoming a rider for Van Halen. And before they told me to, you know, pick the brown M&Ms out of the candy bowl, I just walked out and said, nah, forget it. Uh, I'll just be proud in my mind. But uh, just about an hour later, my wife was up there with the girls. Logan crawls into the room, right? He walks in there. He climbs up the ladder this dude is not even two yet. He turns two in May. And he jumps off the top bunk you know, from my wife. And she's a little petrified. I was downstairs, you know, watching basketball. She's petrified. She comes down and tells me this. And I'm like, was he okay? And she goes, yeah, he's fine. But scared the crap out of me. And then, you know, he's down there in the living room with me eating cereal like nothing happened. Like, uh, I posted this on a, a personal social media account of mine. And some friends were like, yeah, boys are different. I mean, I grew up as a boy, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude, and uh, my girls fight all the time, sometimes they act a little boyish, but Logan, man, it's just like, it was like nothing, this kid is just not even two yet, and scaring the crap out of my wife and me. Oh, hey, uh, big uh, congrats to both Purdue and IU uh, for finally eradicating all the bandwagon Michigan, Duke, North Carolina fans in the state of Indiana. Hey. Yeah, yeah, it used to be it used to be a consistent rivalry between IU and Purdue during the Night Katie era, uh, but they both had good seasons. Purdue a little better. Well, I mean IU beat them twice, but Purdue won the regular season and the tournament for the Big Ten. So congrats to them. Purdue's a one seed. IU's in the tourney as well. Both get, uh, teams not playing against each other, but will play Friday, St. Patrick's Day, big bar day uh, because of the tournament, and of course because of all the Irish people here in the state of Indiana. So uh, that, that that's going to happen. Um, and I will, if I haven't already, post a, a whole thing about all the teams playing when and where for those who are going to be out with the flu from Thursday onward. So you can enjoy all the basketball that you want. Uh, Oscars were tonight, did not watch, but a big night for everything, everywhere, or everywhere, everything. The, the sci-fi film starring Michelle Yao from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Everything, everywhere, all at once. There you go. 
It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Best Actress for her. Uh, let's say uh, K. Uh, nah, sorry, Ki Hu Kwan. Uh, short round from uh, uh, Temple of Doom. He won Best Supporting Actor. Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. And uh, a little bit of a shout out to Brendan Fraser as well. He did win for uh, his role in The Whale, Best Actor. I think everybody thought, everybody knew he was going to win that one. A little bit of drama with the actress categories, though. Jamie Lee Curtis won. It was a shocker. And I'm not sure why that's a shocker. Everybody said that Angela Bassett was a, uh, Angela Bassett, I'm sorry, was a shoe-in because of her role in Wakanda Forever, uh, the Black Panther tribute, uh, the Black Panther sequel. And while I do like her as an actress, uh, the movie itself was not all that great. Uh, it just pales in comparison to the original Black Panther, but... Uh, I guess when they called Jamie Lee Curtis's name as the Best Actress winner, uh, Angela Bassett just sat there with her arms crossed, making kind of a face, and uh, that's not a very classy move. Um, in fact, uh, I think a lot of people were glad that Jamie Lee Curtis won because of that. Um, and then uh, Michelle Yao, I, I, I dig this because uh, she's she's in her 50s. She's been around a bit. She won Best Actress, and she was she was humble in her acceptance speech. She goes, but ladies, even if you're older, don't let anyone ever tell you you're past your prime, <laughs> which is a nice little uh, dig at uh, Don Lemon for his, uh, oh, well, uh, Nikki Haley's past her prime because she's in her 50s in politics. Both, You know, if this was like track and field or women's basketball, you know, a woman in her 50s, okay, maybe, but if, if you're still out there... Um, in politics or acting, you're still doing all right. So Don Lemon uh, eating a little crow there. Um, of course, noticeably absent from the award ceremony because he's not going to be allowed there uh, for 10 years is Will Smith. And uh, was this The Guardian? No, it was Insider. It was, it was one of those things. I got this posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. You're talking about uh, some of the uh, people that have been banned from the Oscars because of behavior, and Will Smith is listed as is uh, Roman Polanski, as is uh, Harvey uh, Harvey Weinstein. I was going to say Firestein for a minute. Uh, but I, I guess Richard Gere was suspended for quite a while. He wasn't allowed at the award show for about uh, two decades because he criticized China's uh, uh, abuse, I guess, against Tibet, you know, because he's, he's a pro-Tibet, that used to be a thing, um, but uh, he, he spoke out against it, uh, China, in one award ceremony, uh, and I guess that time, the Oscars didn't like politics, so they banned him for a long-ass time, and Richard Gere's always been kind of a snobbish kind of guy anyway, uh, but, uh, you know, that does take some balls to do, and uh, it would take big balls now for Hollywood to criticize China. Uh, but Will Smith on the band list, and uh, he's he's a little butt hurt about uh, uh, the Chris Rock special. Uh, I guess that that was the story Friday, uh, making the rounds that Chris Rock uh, his special really got to Will Smith, who was trying to reach out behind the scenes to make things better. And look, if if you get up and slap a dude, yeah, he has every right to tell you what he feels and if he wants to do it in a Netflix special he can and he did Chris Rock did uh, so you probably don't want to hit a comedian because you're just giving him fodder you're giving him stuff to kind of 
build around. And if anybody had any right to say anything about the slap last year, it would be the guy who got slapped. The one thing, um, and I've said it time and time before, the only the one thing where I'm sympathetic with Will Smith is just all the bandwagoning all these people did after Chris Rock got slapped. It, it, it allowed them to grandstand and get on the soapbox and talk about how Will Smith had to give back his best actor trophy and he had to, you know, go away forever and be canceled and all this other bullshit. It, it's just like, you know, you're just doing this to make yourself sound good. I mean, when freaking uh, was it Wanda Sykes and uh, Amy Schumer talked about, oh, I felt that slap, I felt that slap. It it's like, shut up, you weren't slapped, it was Chris Rock. You know, give it a rest, uh, unless you are Chris Rock. He got some hay out of that, and as far as Will Smith goes, uh, you know, he's just he's just got to move on. And maybe one day we can send SEAL Team 6 to rescue him from Jada Pickett Smith. But uh, there's a lot of other problems going around. Uh, we'll get to those in a moment. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, I don't think, I think they may have won one. I don't know, I didn't see the full list, and again, I didn't watch the awards show, but... I mean, I'm not surprised uh, Top Gun Maverick didn't win Best Picture or anything like that because it's an action flick. It's it's probably, you know, not the most original thing. It's an action flick sequel. But, I mean, a lot of people loved it, loved going to the movie theater, seeing it. A lot of visual stunts that uh, weren't CGI, and uh, it was just a great reminder of what it's like to go and see something like that in a theater. Well, I guess one critic for MSNBC really didn't like the fact that this movie glorified our military and uh, thought it was insidious propaganda for the U.S. military. Top Gun Maverick. And look, I've, I've gotten to this age where I think it's okay to criticize our involvement in some things, uh, either by proxy war, like what's going on in Ukraine, or like uh, past events like Afghanistan and Iraq. Vietnam, obviously, uh, because nation building with our military is probably not a great idea. Uh, and there's some top brass in the military that you should criticize uh, because they're not in the field. But you'll never hear me bitch about the men and women who actually go out and put their asses on the line for us. I don't find them to be insidious um, like this MSNBC uh, reviewer. But uh, you know, if if you work for MSNBC and you're saying this, I mean, you're you're hitting all the key points for your uh, your core demographic there. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not too surprised that somebody at MSNBC has these feelings about a sequel action flick that everybody just loved. And and, and little side note, you know, yeah, a Top Gun Maverick appealed to a lot of people on the right. Avatar 2 appealed to a lot of people on the left, but these were two movies that, uh, I mean, yeah, we could use a little more originality in Hollywood, but, I mean, they they appealed to their bases and got people in the theaters. You need more of that, you know? Um, so, I don't, I don't understand why they hate on Top Gun Maverick, but then again, there's not a lot of things that I do understand about Hollywood. I mean, there's... there's um, some good-natured hating, like the Razzies. They happened Saturday. And, uh, what, what was it, uh, Blonde? Blonde? Is the, yeah, that was the uh, one movie, the the actress that I'm drawing, was it Amy? I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name. I'm seeing it right in my face, and I can't remember. The, the girl that played Marilyn Monroe in that movie, she was up for Best Actress at the Oscars tonight. Uh, but the movie itself won Worst Picture 
at the Razzies. You know, it's like Austin Butler. I think he, he played Elvis Presley. He was up for Best Actor at the uh, Oscars tonight. But Tom Hanks won a Razzie for Best or Worst Supporting Actor in both Elvis and uh, the live-action Pinocchio, which Disney put direct-to-streamer <laughs> because it had that much effect on uh, people's imaginations uh, in the movie going public. Um, and, you know, that's kind of... I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's really a gut punch to Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks, I mean, he's got two Oscars. He's had a pretty decent career outside of this rough year for him uh, from an actor standpoint. Um, but it's it's just kind of weird to see Tom Hanks' name in a, a worst acting thing. Um, but uh, Morbius, uh, Jared Leto won worst actor. And, um, you know, as, as much as I'm not really a big on, on some of the latest efforts from Marvel... Or the DCEU, Morbius. All joking aside about its morbid time, that was a pretty spectacularly awful movie. Did well on Netflix for a little bit though. Like the streaming numbers, I think it's just kind of that car crash mentality. How bad does this shit go? And the answer is very, very shitty. Okay, um, cutting into some. Uh, some serious stuff because uh, right now this uh, as I'm recording this early Monday morning the markets are opening up uh, or have been opened up financially speaking in Asia Australia uh, soon to be uh, England Europe and here in an hour or two um, but you may have heard about uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, being seized basically by uh, the feds or shut down because they were there was a bank run. It was insolvency. It was, and the weirdest thing about it is like this all happened, started happening Thursday. Um, this is a bank that caters to accounts. I think, I think ninety-seven percent of their clientele have uh, money uh, money amounts or did have money amounts greater than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in their accounts. And some uh, some chat group discussion led to a money run. And the bank not having money. And, and a lot of the top executives were able to withdraw their money before anybody else. Like weeks before, you know, we're talking billions of dollars here. I think like uh, $42 billion total went out to uh, some people that had some insider information. They were able to get their bonuses out, uh, which just sweet of them for doing, right? Uh, there was no money at uh, Silicon Valley Bank, so I think uh, the... I th I think the feds are um, trying to uh, figure out something here and yeah it's at the feds so good luck right but uh, the the uh, the website for the the account and the uh, twitter account were up for a few days they took it down today because all the smart ass answers uh, silicon valley bank was getting but uh, there, there were some things floating around on the internet about uh, uh, some of the things that silicon valley bank was involved in including Spending five billion dollars or investing, and I'm doing the air quotes, investing five billion dollars in greener technologies, which is a very vague term. I mean, yeah, it's obviously eco-friendly stuff, but uh, you know, kind of a marketing ploy. And then there's one talking about how uh, one of their controlling officers, uh, you know, she was uh, LGBT alphabet soup. Uh, you know, they're t you know, you know. Someone who was born to immigrant parents, which is fine, but you're, they're playing up more of uh, her, uh, basically, 
basically her Twitter profile more than her credentials, and so they're they're talking about how progressive they were, and there was another thing floating around about how they would uh, match donations to the ACLU and the like over time. And I'm not saying all this stuff led to their failure, but uh, where was this money going? Because banks do have to invest to make money back on that interest. There's a reason why they want your money, and it's so they can invest give you some of that money back and you know you know keep the lights on in their joint um and i'm thinking if a bunch of people are pulling money out of the bank they're not making money and there's reasons for that i kind of get this bernie madoff firefest thing going in my head right now like oh we're, we say we're using this money for this to make ourselves look good and uh Look! Look what's happened, and of course, there's been some bank runs. I guess in uh, smaller, mid-range banks, uh, and was it just a not just tonight? New York-based Signature Bank, uh, which uh, Barney Frank, formerly of Congress, uh, I guess he sits on the board. Uh, they have been seized by I think it was either the Feds or the FDIC. Is the Feds? They shut them down, uh, and there's a real uh, fear of I guess what they would call. Uh, contagion uh, basically bad money banks tech sectors all that stuff getting hit and some people are saying that this is reminiscent of 2008 some people are saying well it's not gonna be as bad as 2008 the fact that 2008 is being brought into the conversation is bad enough for me because that was a whole shit storm um and look with 2008, a lot of mortgages were involved, a lot of housing mortgages. There was, you know, the housing crisis, the banking crisis. This seems to be more on the tech startup side of things, which could still be brutal. I mean, you have some companies whose uh, payroll goes did go through Silicon Valley Bank, and now it's uh, just a complete CF, and, you know, how bad this spills over. Um, will be, I guess we'll find out Monday and throughout the week. Uh, but if you're, it's kind of one of these things where like uh, with the woke crowd, and, and I think Silicon Valley is kind of uh, trying to appeal to them to get their money for banking, uh, just to see how progressive and how you know forward thinking they are. And, hey, if they're investing all this money in this stuff, maybe maybe we can invest for the future and make all this money back. This is like one of the rare times uh, where go woke, go broke happens and uh, nobody's boycotting it. It wasn't caused by a boycott or being shunned. It's just it's kind of staggering. And, it, you know, the, the stuff I mentioned about $5 billion toward green technology and all that, that, that probably didn't all lead to this. But I'm sure that bank, uh, Silicon Valley, could use a little bit of five billion dollars right now, especially when like forty-two of it goes missing. Oof, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But you know, this is a a, a good a time as any to remind you, because right now with us, you know, the only thing we have to really worry about is our mortgage. And my wife's pretty good with numbers. Uh, we we've paid off our cars and we're trying to pay off the house. If you have any de uh, debt right now. Now would be a good time to start paying that off, you know, uh, just because it, it looks like this could get worse. And when somebody says you have nothing to worry about, that doesn't mean put your head back in the sand. Don't panic, 
but take care of business before business takes care of you. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Jim Kramer on CNBC for being the complete idiot he is when it comes to finances, you know, because, you know, he made some bold predictions prior to 2008 about investing in companies and, uh, those, uh, those banks folded. I mean, we no longer have Bear Stearns. We no longer have Lehman Brothers. None of that. And so uh, he recently, about last month, he was talking about how people should invest in uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And last year, he had like four uh, strong pick banks, and one of them was Signature Bank. Good Lord, man. He's like the kiss of death when it comes to banking. Um I mean, this, uh, if, if they ever were to rework It's a Wonderful Life, rebooted, um, you know, keeping the basics of the story intact, you know, where uh, Uncle Billy basically gets robbed by Old Man Potter, and there's an old-timey radio playing in the background somewhere where Jim Cramer is screaming into the microphone to buy, still buy, Bailey Savings and Loan. That's basically Jim Cramer. He's just he's just a lunatic in the basement swinging a baseball bat, screaming, "Me money, me money!" You know, he's he's he, the financial aspect of that alone is what separates him from uh, Keith Olbermann, I guess. But it's amazing he's got a daytime TV show. But but then again, so do the, the ladies on the View, and so do uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. So. Like I said, it's uh, a little scary out there. Okay, so uh, good news out of Canada for a change. Uh, a judge has declared that you and me... Now, this is Canadian law. All right, you know, if you're listening stateside, you've, I'm talking to you stateside. Um, but I, I, would, I would hope that God that our judges are paying attention to this ruling as our judges across the world. Because this Canadian judge has ruled in this case that you have absolutely the God-given right to give anybody the finger. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I guess there's this case uh, out of Quebec where a man w called the cops on a neighbor because uh, this neighbor flipped him off and he thought that was harassment. Apparently that's not. And it shouldn't be harassment. I mean, who? nobody ever breaks into your house, stands over your bed, and gives you the finger and leaves. Usually they give the finger to you because you instigated something, you irritated them, and that's why they give you the finger. That's not harassment. I do like the term God-given, though, because it almost uh, uh, it implies forefathers. And again, I know it's Canada I'm talking about here. And it also uh, implies something biblical. Like, I mean, it makes you wonder if there's anybody in the Bible that ever gave the finger to somebody else. And no, Jesus probably never did it. Probably. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. If, if anything, uh, Cain and Abel, because, you know, they're brothers. And, you know, one murdered the one eventually. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would have to think, you know, just giving the finger to somebody had to originate from brothers just getting pissed off at each other. So it's a God-given right. According to a judge in Canada, loving it. All right. Uh, also loving the fact that uh, this Canadian is finally getting a documentary. You've seen him in everything, though. Ninety-one-year-old William Shatner has a biographical film coming out called "You Can Call Me Bill," and of course he's been in Star Trek, both the TV show, and the movies, Rescue Nine One One, T.J. Hooker, Boston Legal, 
list goes on and on. And you know, he's been in pop culture. He's he's active on Twitter. Uh, guy his age, and he just basically said the reason that he made this movie was he doesn't have long on this planet. And a lot of people were kind of freaking out, going, "Well, what does that mean?" And what that means is he's ninety one years old. I mean, he can live another ten years, and you know, you know, die at the age of one hundred one. That's still not a lot of time. It's never a lot of time. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely interested in checking this out. Um, you know, they're in. There's only, he's one of three surviving uh, Star Trek, original Star Trek cast members. Uh, the other one being uh, the guy that plays Chekhov and, of course, George Takei. George Takei and Bill Shatner do not get along at all. Uh, but if I had a chance to see a, uh, a biography of George Takei or William Shatner, I'd go with William Shatner because uh, he seems less catty. So... You Can Call Me Bill is now out. All right, so uh, you remember a couple podcasts ago where I talked about how the Tiger Wood tampon gate thing was not a big deal, even though sports media lost their effing mind about this because it was just a, it was a joke between friends. It was a joke between golfers. You know, oh, I gave you a tampon because, you know, that, you, you swung like a woman, huh? And the only people they got upset, I, I, and I said something like 90, 95% of women thought, Okay, whatever, it's a joke. They either laughed at it or just rolled their eyes and went, whatever. You know, very few just got up in arms about it. A lot more people that were offended were sports writers because, of course, they would. My take on it was it was a joke, and Tiger Woods has done a whole hell of a lot worse than exchange tampons with other golfers. I mean, hell, I mean, he cheated on his children's mom, his daughter's mom. I think his daughter would be a little more upset about that than the uh, the tampon thing. And there might be another legit reason for women to be upset with Tiger Woods because apparently he's got this fallout with his ex-girlfriend of uh, five years. Uh, she's suing him, trying to get out of a uh, non-disclosure agreement and trying to get some money out of him, I think to the tune of $30 million because uh, according to her camp, how he broke up with her was uh you know he said hey we're going to go on a vacation they all got packed she left the mansion and then he came back changed the locks on the mansion and locked her out i bet at that point she would rather him give her some tampons than that yeah so i'm sure she uh, exercised her god-given right to give the finger and now is suing tiger woods for this of course this is according to her side her camp so we'll see what shakes out but, uh, yeah, his, his lady issues still continue uh, going on. Uh, a couple of other things here before we uh, wrap up here. Black Friday. NFL is going to have a Black Friday game. I mean, they've got the three on Thanksgiving Day. You know, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the primetime game that uh, usually airs on NBC. Now Amazon is going to have a Black Friday game. It'll be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Friday after Thanksgiving. It'll be on Amazon, obviously. And uh, it will stream for free. So you can sit at home, watch a free Amazon game on your phone, your tablet, your brick screen, whatever. It won't cost you a dime. Of course, you'll probably be inundated with uh, a lot of Cyber Monday ads because, after all, it is Amazon. It is the NFL. And maybe they can finally get uh, some traction with their, uh, with their games because just the Thursday night games with Amazon, from what I understood, were just terrible. I, I actually had to listen to the Colts-Broncos game on uh, radio 
Uh, and boy, was that fun. Uh, listening to the Colts pull it out for Denver 12-10 in a battle of... It was 12-9. There was no t- touchdown scored at all in that game. It was brutally bad. Uh, I could only imagine watching that on television. Uh, but Black Friday game coming up uh, this upcoming season. And uh, the WWE still trying to stay relevant. Uh, you know, there's been talk of it being potentially sold. Um, I think The Undertaker uh, was, you know, the, the you know, one of the best wrestlers of all time. He said uh, it just wouldn't be the WWE without Vince McMahon. I guess, you know, Vince is getting old, too. He's trying to offset the company. Uh but uh, the WWE, uh, according to some reports, is looking into ways to make it viable for people to bet on wrestling matches. And, and to think that we left at uh, Krusty the Clown for betting on the Washington Generals long ago on The Simpsons. Yeah, the, the WWE. That, that was the thing, too. Uh, I think this was like late 80s, early 90s when, uh, you know, there were some gaming commission people that wanted to know if the WWE pro wrestling was real and WWE had to identify itself as sports entertainment because, well, I mean, it's not real. Sorry. I know it's always going to be real to you. Damn it. Um, oddly enough, it was gambling that made it known that, okay, this is just all play. This is pretend. Very brutal pretend, and these guys are always, and gals are putting their bodies on the line all the time for entertainment purposes. But, yeah, they, they're, now they're looking into gambling, kind of a la like the Oscars, where, like, you make predictions as to who will win Best Actor, Best Actress, all that's predetermined by voting and stuff. Um, But no way does this end well at all. I mean, what if, I mean, you know... In, Okay, fine. You you're trying to bet, bet on the likely outcome. What if something like a Montreal screw job happens again? Like when uh, Bret Hart refused to yield the belt to Shawn Michaels, and like a minute or two into the match on a pay per view, Vince McMahon calls for the belt to be rung, and that was not scripted. It was just basically the Montreal screw job because Bret was leaving the company for uh, WCW. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people would give uh, their fingers because after all it is their God given right. Alright, that's enough from me. Till next time, stay fresh, cheese back. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.